If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Agricultural platform of Ghana is advocating the increased use of bioorganic products to boost agri productivity. Farmers have over the years relied on intensive farming techniques that use chemical fertilizers, pesticides, and other products. Dr. Defrenzi Shandov believes investing in organic farming would sustain the health of soils, preserve biodiversity, and improve people's health. He spoke to Joy Business at the launch of the West African Organic Conference in Accra. We have been so influenced by commercial agriculture and its advertisements that all we know is, uh, you know, buy this, spray with that, and you uh, get rid of your, your insect pests. What we don't do is to sit and realize that if there are no insects around, there is no pollination, for example, so how do our plants grow? We are trying to bring the knowledge out so that my people will not perish. And that is the president of the Ecological Organic Agricultural Platform of Ghana, Dr. Defrenzi Shandov. You're still listening to the Joy Business Report. Now, from being the first licensed female air traffic controller to the first Ghanaian female representative at the International Civil Aviation Organization, Anita Ajay Nyanchi is on a mission to inspire more women to take up professions in the aviation industry. As we celebrate the International Aviation Women's Day, we delve into the life and journey of Anita Ajay Nimashi, Ghana's representative to ACAO, and the Ghana Civil Aviation Authority is doing to attract more women to the profession in our today's business journal. There are very few women in the technical sectors, that is, air traffic control, pilots, flight operations, maintenance, and so on. And uh, you realize that these are perceived as technical and difficult but that is not the case a recent interview for air traffic controllers none of the ladies made a grade and it created a lot of dissatisfaction that was director of the ghana civil aviation authority simon alote concerned over the low number of women in the aviation industry however one lady defied the status quo being daddy's little pet Anita Eji Nmashin got exposed to flying at an early age. With her dad being a kennel in the army, Anita got to spend time and interact with daddy's friends who were Air Force pilots. In fact, she lived a wildlife. Helicopter flying area was where we had our residents and they would come do low-level flights, training maneuvers, and I would stand at the roof of my house and wave, they would wave back. So I think that passion started over there. I was kind of like the male child to my dad. We would go hunting, shoot wild birds come and prepare dishes and i think i was always with him but observing planes fly was not enough to get anita into aviation 
An excursion to the air traffic control unit of the Kotoka International Airport was a turning point for the young lady. Starting as an air traffic control officer, Anita scaled up over the years to become an officer in the safety department, then to the deputy director of the department, and finally, Ghana's representative at the International Civil Aviation Organization. But as a woman, she says the journey has not been rosy. I do recall some male bosses saying clearly, I don't want to work with a woman. And obviously, I do understand because sometimes, but sometimes I think women go to the extreme giving excuses when they shouldn't, you know. So I think that we as women must try and work together to remove that mentality because I believe that with passion, um, there's nothing that a woman can do. Despite the hurdles, there have been some major successes, including the tax of getting Kotoka International Airport certified by ICAO. Now fitting the big shoes of the former director of the Ghana Civil Aviation Authority, Air Commodore Mamfi. Anita hopes to make Ghana a global icon in terms of aviation safety and to encourage more women to get into aviation. There are lots of programs that are turned out for females. I'm going to try and then zero in on as much as I can and then coordinate with Ghana and then we'll see how best we can improve the influx of females into the science and technology and engineering and mass. Currently, it is estimated that only 5% of airline pilots worldwide are female. Similarly, the numbers are low in other aviation careers. But what is the Aviation Authority doing to get more women into the profession? Simon Alote again. We have decided as a policy that for every advert, particularly for technical positions, we will indicate and encourage women to apply for that position. As we celebrate the International Aviation Women's Day, there is the call to get more women to take our professions in the aviation industry from legal to business and technical positions. Shall I tell my close report for Joy Business? Of course, and that's how we end this edition of the Joy Business Report with me, Charles Aite. Benedict Owusu is coming up next with the local room. Do stay. I'm at the bank. Really? But your car is in front of your house. Bro, my bank on my phone, Charlie. Oh, how? EcoBank, bro. With EcoBank Mobile app, I can do everything, anywhere, anytime. Listen, I just checked my account balance, paid Amazon school fees, and sent money to my grandma at Walwale. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Masa, just download the EcoBank Mobile app from the Google Play Store or the App Store or dial star 770 hash and be your own bank manager. Manager, manager. Whether to pay bills or fees, to check account statements, Send money across Ghana, abroad, and more. EcoBank Mobile app has got it covered. EcoBank Mobile, making everyday people live everyday lives the EcoBank way. EcoBank, the Pan African Bank. Nana Okuntu Abebio the second. Ebusia Penny Quiz. Hello, I'm Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online, this is the Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM.
Another weekend is upon us and a lot of things to look forward to in the world of sports. We are big on the English Premier League discussion. We are looking at what is happening at Tottenham Hotspur. Here's Gnabry. Scored again. Extraordinary. Seven goals for Bayern Munich. Gnabry's fourth of the night. It's humiliation now for Tottenham Hotspur. From 7-2 defeat to this weekend against Brighton in the early kickoff, can they bounce back to winning ways? We know all that uh, how we feel, very disappointed. Uh, the, the feelings, uh, of course, are, are not so good. And now is a moment to be calm. Also, can Liverpool extend the unbeaten run and a record to his 17th league win? This is one game at Anfield as they come up against former manager Brendan Rodgers' Leicester City. A lot of games to look forward to in the EPL elsewhere in Europe. First defeat for Inter Milan in a season, not in the Serie but in the UEFA Champions League. We ask, can they bounce back to winning ways this weekend? Time for greatness, maybe! And there's Alexandro stooping the header home to level it up at 1-1. Good strike. Oh, and in off the post. Sends he opens the scoring. Waits for support in the middle. It's towards Ronaldo. This time he has his goal. Who says Dybala and Ronaldo can't play together? And a chance for Lukaku on target on his debut. We'll take a look at their game plus other games in the Serie A and the Spanish La Liga. Messi is fit, lasting the full duration of Barca's Champions League game with Inter Milan. How big is this for Barca going into their game this weekend in the Spanish La Liga? It's a Barcelona bounce back. Magnificent Messi. Yesterday we saw Messi uh, playing 90 minutes for the first time of the season. So when Messi is 100%, I think this team will, will totally change because Bar- Barcelona depends on Messi. We're also live in Doha to check on the IWF World Athletics Championship. But it's going to be Coleman's night here in the night sky of Doha. Fraser Price is going to get there. What a performance. Fraser Price and it's silver for Dina Asher-Smith. 10.71, one of the fastest times we've ever seen from any woman in any stadium at any venue. And Fraser Price was not to be denied. Back home, the Black Wings are in action this afternoon against their counterparts from Kenya in an Olympic qualifier. How ready is the team? Yeah, fortunately, last year when we were preparing towards the Alcon, we did some uh, tour. And we happen to get to play with uh, Kenyans, so at least we have a fair idea about the team. We'll also look at the draw for the Africa Under-23 Nations Cup, Ghana drawn in a tough group. It's a very tough group and very attractive as well. You have uh, Egypt as a host nation, you have uh, Mali, you have Cameroon, and you have Ghana, who are always a powerhouse when it comes to African football. So I think uh, the group is very, very tough and very good. All these are more plus other stories to look at. This is The Locker Room. Welcome. Check it out. Time is 15 minutes past the of one. This is Joy 99.7 FM. My name is Benedict Tosi. It's local room here on your super dial from now till the of two. Doing this for your regular host, George Adi Jr., who is currently in Doha covering the World Athletics Championship. A lot to look forward to this afternoon here on the show. Of course, we we'll start here on the local scene and then we'll end on the international scene where we'll take a look at what we expect this weekend in the major European leagues. And talking about the major European leagues, Manchester United on 
on the talking board this afternoon. What is happening to United Oligon Social? Not going quite well for him in the English Premier League as well as the Europa League. They went away uh, to draw goalless with AZ Akmar Arsenal. What a win it was for them yesterday at the Emirates Stadium, beating Standard Liège by four goals to know. We'll take a look at that. Uh, plus, what's happening in Italy? Can Inter Milan bounce back to winning ways after losing in midweek to Barcelona in the UEFA Champions League? They've made it five wins on the roll in the Italian Serie Can they continue their fine form there? Also, when we come back to England, we'll look at Liverpool. Can they make it a 17th league win? Yes, they are chasing for that title. And the IWF discussion is big here on the show. This is Locker Room Welcome. And of course, the show, as always, is interactive, so you can join us on our various social media platforms. On Facebook, you get us on Joy 99.7 FM. Our Twitter is at Joy 99.7 FM. You can tweet at me, at Chrissy Benedict. And of course, uh, you can also send in your comments to our WhatsApp line, which is 0244-340-437. Let me hear from you what you think is going to happen in terms of uh, the action we are all looking forward to this weekend in the world of sport. But of course, as I mentioned, earlier we have to start here on the locals and then the draw for the Africa Under-23 Championship was held on Wednesday with Ghana paired against host nation Egypt, Mali and Cameroon. Of course, it's a very, very tough group for the Black Meteors in their quest of making the Olympic Games in Tokyo next year. Well, let's hear from Ibrahim Tanko, who is coach of the team. It's a very tough group and very attractive as well. You have uh, Egypt as a host nation with, uh, with all the support that uh, they are going to have. You have uh, Mali, who are currently one of the best uh, youth team in Africa. You have Cameroon, who are also doing well. And you have Ghana, who are always a powerhouse when it comes to African football. So I think uh, the group is very, very tough and very good. But I mean, this is a tournament of uh, eight teams. The other teams are also doing well because they play all play the qualifiers to be here. So let's wait and see what will happen on the 8th of November. Yeah, in every tournament, the first game is very important, how you approach it and the results uh, you are going to have and it's going to give you, I mean, the confidence to carry on the tournament. And we are going to approach the games one after the other. The first game is against Cameroon, so we will walk towards the first game and then see what will happen next. I'm sure when you go to other three countries, uh, they are saying the same thing. Yesterday after the draw, the Egyptian media interviewed me and they were saying the same thing. They have a very, very tough group. When you go to Mali or Cameroon, they are going to say the same thing. So let's just... um, prepare very well and I'm sure if you want to go to Olympics or if you want to win the cup, you have to I mean, win against any team that comes on your way. So this is what we are going to work on. I mean, the first game is very important, as I said. We are going to do our best and have a very good resource from the beginning so that uh, the tournament will go smooth for us. Alright, so that's Ibrahim Tanko, coach of the Black Meteors team. A very tough group for Ghana and of course a lot of work must go in if we want to be part of the last three teams uh, at the uh, tournament. And of course that will uh, 
facilitates our passage to the Olympic Games, which will be held in Tokyo 2020. Let's get some more perspective to the draw and Ghana's chances of making it. I've been speaking to Ghanaian scouts, coach Ebenezer Sefa, who's been with this team since they started the qualifiers. Well, I must say that it's a, it's a difficult group. Um, all the countries that have qualified for Egypt, we talk of South Africa, Zambia, Nigeria, yeah, from the other side of the group. It's not an easy group, but I must say that per the, per the names and the quality of the Egyptian U23, the Cameroonian U23 and Mali, and of course Ghana, it tells you that the group is very, very tough. And um, personally, I know the Meteors have got quality. Meteors have got what it takes when it comes to the technical team to be able to go through the group of, uh, I must say, group of death that I have, I, I, I have tagged it. But um, my problem is um, Mali has dominated Ghana for some time now when you talk of youth football, the stylus, being the stylus and, 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 and the satellite. But if uh, transition is anything to go by, then I think the Malians are going to be a tough customer. But it's a good news Ghana is not playing Mali for their opening game that they are playing Cameroon, whereby I think that Ghana will be Ghana should be able to go through and probably come to meet the host nation, whereby um, um, the victory over the Algerians will motivate the, the Meteors uh, uh, to go through. You have been with this team for, for some time. I mean, throughout the qualifiers, uh, you've been with them. Even at the point that many thought they were not going to qualify, they still went away and got a good result against Algeria. Realistically, what do you think are their chances in this uh, African Under-23 Championship? Well, the chances of the Meteors is, 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 is positive. It's very clear. We, we had most of our players based in Europe. We all saw a little bit that Ashimiru did against Liverpool. Red Bull Stargo played Liverpool in Hanford. Uh, we had Joseph Pente on, on, in his team against Napoli. So for me, for me, we have got quality. And this, our quality players are matured enough based on um, the time that they've been in Europe and how they've also played football to the, this level. And uh, uh, transition and consistency in, in the Meteors team gives me full of confidence that this Meteors team will go to Egypt and qualify Ghana to 2020. Look, they've got a technical team that is, that, that, that is brave. They've got a technical team who has got tactical uh, approach to every game that they play. They've got coaches behind them, behind the scenes, and they work as a team. And this is this, this is a Meteors team that I can tell you that, look, the players place their hearts out. Um, uh, my problem is that um, we may not have all the, 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 the players based on the timing of the, of the competition, which is on the 8th to 22nd, whereby mm. the first three days, 11th to 19th or, or 18th in November. But I believe that the FA can have to start with the clubs and the players, whereby we have majority of them. But notwithstanding, we've got good home-based players who are also part of the team that can also make the, the, the squad very solid. So I, I believe in this Meteors team that us, uh, the technical team and the, the, the playing body, have claimed themselves that they are going for the trophy. That should be the target. And I think that when we are going for a trophy, and you don't get a trophy. Automatically, you qualify for Olympic 2020. Mm. That is why I think every Ghanaian want to see the Meteors. Mm. Okay, coach, let, let's briefly look at the other group. Nigeria, Ivory Coast, South Africa, Zambia. Also a tough group. Of course, it is. But just recently, you realize that uh, South Africa is not doing bad in terms of youth football. Zambia, of course, compared Zambia and Ghana, it seems to have a similar style of play. But how, how, how many of their players are applying their trade outside 
Zambia, or probably most of them are in, in the southern part of Africa. You, you talk of uh, um, South Africa itself and, uh, and, and the rest. But I believe that it's a, a strong group that Nigeria, on paper, stands as favorite. But this is football. Things have really changed. As much as I'm thinking about Ghana Meteors going to going to go through, it's also going to be difficult in in, in, in this particular group. But at the, at the end of the day, I think that uh, the organizer should be able to get a very good country that will represent the, the continent in in, in in Tokyo. All right, so that's uh, Coach Ebenezer Sefa speaking to me on the African Under-23 Cup of Nations, which will be hosted in Egypt. The draw, Ghana in Group A, with the host nation Egypt, Mali, and Cameroon. And for Group B, we have Nigeria, Ivory Coast, uh, South Africa, Zambia. The competition uh, will start on November 8th and run through to November 22. And the first runner-up, that's uh, the winner of the competition, the uh, second runner-up and the third runner-up, or the third-place team, uh, will make uh, the... Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games. So three teams from Africa will be there to represent us and all the teams we are going to get from this very competition. So forget about whether we win the competition or not. If we're able to end up in the uh, semi-finals and then replace either second or third or eventually win the competition, Ghana uh, will make the much-awaited appearance at the Olympic Games. The last time we participated at the Olympic Games in a football event uh, was in 2004 Athens. So, of course, all of us uh, would want the Black Meteors uh, to get there this year. And we'll still look at more on national team issues uh, away from the Black Meteors. Let's look at the Black Queens. Uh, they are in action this afternoon at the Accra Stadium. It's a third-run Olympic Games qualifier. They are up against uh, their counterpart from Kenya in a game which Ghana must win convincingly to make the second leg a mere formality. Now, this week, I visited the team at their training grounds and had this conversation with Coach Messi Tego. This is our last training match and I think the opposing team has really given us a good game and certain petty petty mistakes that I've seen. I think we we need to take the brush up and see how best we can pose and meet the opposing team. Yeah, fortunately last year when we were preparing towards the Alcon, we did some uh, tour and we happened to get to play with uh, Kenyans so at least we have a fair idea about the team. So far, I'm expecting three more foreign-based players. Uh, Sharifa, Smila, uh, Poshia Boache, and uh, Ernestina Bambila. She's even on her way. So I think um, so far, so good. Fortunately, they are in competition already. So they are, at least they are in good shape. So blending with them is not a big deal because they were playing here before they left just last year. They were all in camp. Most of these girls are from under 17 and under 20. So she is, they are playmates, so they know each other. Playing a particular position, you need to be used to as a professional player. So they know each other. So I believe that blending them within two days will not be a, a, a problem. Automatically, when you are going for an international competition like this, whether you like it or not, there will be a little pressure. But, you know, you need to soak it because you are playing home first. And I believe that with home uh, support and the fans, I believe seeing them on the stands and encouraging them, they will put whatever they have into play and we all see victory. Yes, after this one, we'll be waiting for, I think, either Malawi and Botswana or another team, as I Zimbabwe, Botswana. So far, so good. So far, so good. All right, so that's coach of the Black uh, Queen's team, Messi Tegu, speaking to us ahead of their game this afternoon at the Accra Stadium. So, realistically, what are the chances of the Queens going into the game? Here's the media officer of the team, Nanequia. We do have a team. Looking at um, 
our previous game that we've played, um, uh, the performance of the Black Queens was very high. And so, day by day, we've improved as a team. And um, the girls and the technical team are really ready for taking this ticket. They sold tickets to the Olympic Games for Africa. Well, the last game went very well, of course, and people will be expecting much more from the, the ladies. You think they can deliver this afternoon? Um, Benedict, as you rightly said, um, the last game has, or the previous game has went very well for the Black Queens and then their technical team. So, knowing very well this expectation from Ghanaians, um, it will be it, it will it, it will be very great for us to win this game, and also it is expected from the team. We are ready as a team and as a body of the Black Queens, and so today the results will mean very well for them um, ahead of today's game, and also going even into the next game on Tuesday. And the coach, uh, the last time I spoke to her, spoke about some foreign players joining the team. Are they all in? Um, unfortunately, um, it's only one player who arrived um, on Tuesday. That is the next in Abambira. Um, the other two players that we were expecting them to come could not make it this time. And then so we are waiting for a positive news by the close of today. Hopefully, I'm not sure they will join the team for, for this today's game. But going forward to next week's game, we are hoping that um, the, the two players can join camp and then they will, they will play for the next game. Mm, you are very close uh, to the team. And of course, I mean, if these players are not able to join with the local component that you've seen uh, play mm. trial games as well as uh, friendly matches, would that be a big blow if you are not able to get these foreign players to join them? Um, no, not at all, because I think um, Coach Mesutego, the head coach of the Black Queens, have equal replacement, uh, replacement for, for, for these players that are not in. Um, and looking at previous games as well, we, didn't not, we did not see these players, but the team delivered. So that tells us that um, regardless of the situation that is in camp, um, still the Black Queens team is ready for any match at all without any um with or without any experienced players um because the, the team has been camping for over two weeks now they know each other they've played each other and so i don't think um with them or without them it will make any positive impact but it, it was good for them to join camp but without them i think coach mexico has a replacement for them also all right so the game is happening at the Accra stadium this afternoon exactly 3 30 is ghana up against kenya the black queens up against your counterparts from kenya and of course if you're not doing it and even if you're doing something please pass by and let's uh, cheer these girls to victory i mean we want them to get to the olympic games we've never participated in a football event when it comes to the women's division at that level and this is a final opportunity for our ladies uh, we look at how they started against gabon a great game they played won it convincingly today they need our support uh, to win this game win convincingly yes yeah. so the second leg uh, that will be next week here in kenya and uh, i will be will be a mere formality for them so we'll see how that will go but we have to stay uh, quite longer with national team issues and the black stars be also in action today at the ongoing waffle championship in senegal now coach max okunedu side will face burkina faso in a quarter final Let's get more perspective to this. Joining uh, me to talk about uh, this game is African football expert Nuhu Adams. Um, well, um, taking it from the last edition of the Wafu Cup, that's in 2017, where Ghana were host, I think we started on a slower pace. Um, our first game against Gambia was very, very difficult. We needed a last-minute penalty before we could beat Gambia. But afterwards... Um, there was an improvement in each game that we played subsequently. And I think we, we it's likely we are going to see similar in Senegal. Our first game against Gambia, 
was very, very difficult. But um, we managed to get the needed victory to, to sail through to the quarterfinal. This time, we are not in, group, in, in a group form. It's all knockout throughout. And the moment you lose, you are out of the competition. That means Ghana, Ghana can't go ahead to defend the title. We are holders. So um, I think Marshall Kunodu will know how to set up a very good team with very good tactics and formation to make sure we beat Burkina Faso. Already, he has an idea about how the Burkina base are because um, he lost to them in the tank qualifiers in Kumase. So that should give Marshall Kunodu an advantage knowing Burkina Faso very, very well going into this game. Um, after that, um, aside that, he has seen Burkina also play at the Wafu Cup of Nations, and I think he has an idea as to how he can neutralize the Burkina base to make sure Ghana gets the needed win. Mm. Um, it's going to be very, very tough, um, but I think um, if we, we are able to put our ass together, if we get the needed encouragement and determination we we, we can sell through okay no you made mention of uh, that game that we played against burkina faso the chan qualifier which was at the kumasi stadium just uh, last week i mean taking that into consideration do we have the men to do this evening's job well we have the men um in the game in kumasi i think we, we, we squandered so many chances and the only opportunity that came Burkina's way, they took advantage of it to, to beat Ghana. So it means this time we, we have to be very, very prolific in front of goal. The chances that we are going to create, we must, we must make good use of them. If not, Burkina Faso, um, as they know us, they, 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 they can let us play the game, then catch us on the break and beat us once again. So I think Marshall Kunedu will, will have a lot of work to do up front. The, attack, the attackers must be very, very sharp. When they get the chances, they have to make sure it is at the back of the net. If not, um, we, we are going to face another um, another setback in, in our tactical defense. But I think um, looking at the, the players available, we have the men who can play against Burkina Faso. Because having players from Asante Gould, Kumasi, Asante Kotoko, Hasufuk, I think is enough for, for Ghana to be able to go all the way to the finals of this year's Wafu Cup of Nations. Mm. But as I said earlier, it's not going to be easy because Burkina Faso is also having a very formidable side. They've been playing friendlies, they've been playing international friendlies and they have a very compact team. To beat them, you need to double effort before you can do so. Okay. F- finally, Pe, what you've seen at the uh, competition so far, the teams uh, you've watched, you think realistically Ghana can defend this title? Well, um, as I, I, I earlier indicated, looking at what I saw in 2017 in Ghana, yes, I've not seen much improvement in the other opponents. And I think if Ghana are to get to our best, we can defend the title. The only team I see going to disturb Ghana is Senegal because they are host nation, they have the support, they have everything favoring them. Aside Senegal, I think all the other teams are beatable.
right, so it's still here on the Superstation Joy 99.7 FM is a local room with me, Benedict Owusu. Check it out, time is 35 minutes past the hour of one. We still have some more time to go and a lot of things to talk about here on the show. Still inviting your messages on our WhatsApp line 0244-340-437. You can do the same on Facebook at Joy 99.7 FM. On Twitter is at Joy 99.7 FM. My Twitter handle is at Chrissy Benedict. So enough football and uh, let's do something different. And it's day eight and Team Ghana will be in action in both the male and female relay events. Well, my colleague George Adjunia is there covering the championship. I'm talking about the IWF Championship, World Athletics Championship currently ongoing in Doha. George, what's going on? Well, so Benedict, we're some three hours away from seeing Ghana's relay teams get on the model track beneath the media tribune on the left side of the Khalifa International Stadium here in Doha. Now, we'll hear from Ghana's coach and national record holder in 100 metres, Leo Miles Mills. For now, I'm joined by the BBC senior athletics reporter, Adia De Doyne, who's been following the competition all through. Thanks, Ade. And yeah, the men's 4 by 100 metres relay final was one of the highlights of the IWF World Championships two years ago in London's Olympic Stadium. We know Nathaniel Michelle Blake anchored the home quartet to a surprise goal ahead of the United States, definitely uh, the host here and not part of this competition. But let's start with the defending champions, Great Britain. How seriously have they taken this? Well, you know, Britain always take the 4 by 100 meters relay very, very seriously. They actually have something called relay camps. So the athletes will go through these camps regularly. They get luxury funded for this and selected to be part of a squad that trains specifically for the relays in major championships. So they'll be taking it very, very seriously. And, you know, their success in London 2017 wasn't because that they were the fastest quartet. It's because that they got the baton round uh, without making too many mistakes. And I'll be hoping to do the same here as well. Well, I think Justin Gatling is here again for the United States to replace the 2017 relay silver with 2019 gold. And with the likes of Sprint King, Christian Coleman, Mike Rogers and Noah Laos uh, on the team, the United States look as ever redoubtable on paper, don't they? As far as the United States is concerned, you would have to consider them as the heavy favourite because remember, they've got Justin Gatlin in there who got the silver medal in the 100. They've got the gold medalist, Christian Coleman, and Noah Laos as well, the 200 metres champion. I-, I went to Noah Laos's hotel yesterday and I spoke to him about uh, winning here and also about the relay and he said, you know, they're desperately to put right the mistake that they made in London 2017. So I think it's going to be very, very tough for any other quartet to beat the one from the United States. Uh, Ade, let's talk about Japan because they have the second fastest time of the season, to their credit, 37.78 seconds, set in following home the British quartet at the IWF Diamond League meeting in London in July as the team won again in 37.60 seconds. Uh, What should we expect from Japan? Now, Japan, yes, they have the second fastest time this season to their credit um, but it's like the other quartets it's what you can do in the final on the day can you get that batting round without making too many mistakes that's what it's going to come down to they'll be there or thereabouts you know the jamaicans will also be uh, in good form in terms of the african contingents uh, you got ghana uh, and some of the other nations, you know, they, they can be competitive in the past that they have. They've won medals uh, in the relay. Um, but what they've got to focus on is make as little mistake as possible 
if you do that, you give yourself half a chance and just hope that the big guns, United States, Jamaica, Great Britain, you just hope that they slip up and then all of a sudden, you know, you're in a potential position to, to win a medal. Well, they stay with me. We'll be coming back to you for your predictions for the male and female 4 by 100 meters relay with all your experience. And of course, following through all the various Diamond Leagues all across uh, the season will be very interesting to hear from you then. Now, though, it's a good time to hear from the Ghana coach because we know Ghanaians are definitely expecting a lot from the 4 by 100 meters relay teams, be it the female or the male. And there's such pressure on a man who holds a record for 100 meters in Ghana. Leo Miles Mills is the coach and he agrees the underdogs. He agrees, really, Ghana underdogs going into this. Even though the male team won gold in Rabat with a time of 38.38 seconds, definitely looks like they're lacking, but he expects them to take the opportunities when they come. We need to be more organized. We need to be more organized. Um, you see, the men's 4 by one came to Morocco, I should say, without any expectation, because nobody knew about them. You see, and it reminded me, they did exactly the same thing we did in 2003 in Abuja. Um, we put ourselves together. We went to camping in Germany. Um, we did everything. Paid, we paid our own way to do everything. And we came in and we got it delivered. We were so confident of delivering because of what we know. Uh, we knew we had uh, the preparations we had. And the same thing went with the boys as well. I mean, the guys as well. And, uh, you know, the unexpected <laughs> happened, unfortunately, in the girls. Uh, but we don't want that to happen. You know, the, matter, the longer you guys stay together, the better it is. So you guys have been dropping the batons. They think they are fast, which they are, you know. But shown in the past championships and even the Olympics where they've dropped the batons, and everywhere. But I'm saying, if we are together and together for longer periods, when we get to finals, then um, our hope is to hopefully be in the top three, the medal zone. If not, being the finals alone, that would qualify us for the Olympics next year, and that would be another great achievement. Um, so, all in all, we we are set. So that was Ghana's coach. Uh, looking forward to the four by hundred meters relay teams uh, getting onto the tracks and doing what they can do. Uh, himself has been uh, a man who has applied these routes, uh, competed in 2003, got gold in Abuja, and he'll be hoping to bring his experience to bear as well with all he did in the World Championships. He holds a record, remember, for 100 meters in Ghana, 9.98 seconds. Now, the Ghana Mill Relay team will be out on the tracks here in Doha at 6.05 p.m. Ghana time, uh, definitely, uh, for the semifinals of the 4 by 100 meters relay. And the female relay team, or the female relay quartet, will be out an hour earlier. That's at 5.05 p.m. Ghana time. And a quick reminder that Ghana's male 4 by 100 meters relay team have been drawn alongside Jamaica, USA, Great Britain, Brazil. These are very, very tough countries to come up against, but they'll be hoping to do their best. And the female 4 by 100 meters relay team have been drawn also alongside Jamaica, Great Britain, Germany, China, and Nigeria. This will be absolutely tight. So, Adi, let's end with the dynamics uh, for the women's relay. Who is your smart money on? And I'll force you into medal predictions as well. As far as the women's relay is concerned, you would have to start looking at Jamaica or the United States. Now, Jamaica obviously have Shelly Ann Fraser-Price to come in. Uh, she's the 100 metres champion. Not sure what the situation is as regards uh, Elaine Thompson, the Olympic 200 metre champion. Uh, missed out on a medal in the 100 
Uh, she pulled out of her semi-final in the 200 metres because of this ongoing problem with her Achilles. Now, it may have been just been as a precaution because it was a bit sore because she said that she often has to run through it. And she says some days, you know, the Achilles is manageable. Some days she's in too much pain. You know, as long as she can get on the track and run a reasonable time, then the Jamaicans will have a, a quartet to reckon with because in Elaine Thompson and uh, Shelly Ann Fraser-Price, you've got two athletes who can run sub-11. So the favourite would be uh, maybe Jamaica, if those big guns, as I say, are, are in form, or then the United States as well because they've got some very good sprinters here that have a very, very strong quartet. Um, so I think potentially it could be a duel between United States and Jamaica. Well, Swade, it's now time to put your heart to the wall. Uh, what are you expecting in terms of podium finishes for the 4 100 meters relay for male and female? So in terms of a prediction as to how this will play out, I say that the United States will win the men's 4 by 100 meters relay. I think Britain gets the silver medal and Japan the bronze with Jamaica just missing out. Even though Jamaica have Johan Blake, I think in terms of a quartet and technically getting the baton round, maybe Britain might have the edge and obviously Japan are a good squad as well. For the women, I think I'll go with the United States winning the gold medal just ahead of Jamaica only because uh, Elaine Thompson has his Achilles injury and is a bit of an unknown quantity. So... Uh, and obviously, Shedian Fraser-Price is a phenomenal runner, but you need to put her in range. And when they get to the final leg, will she be in range to challenge the United States? So I'll go with United States winning, Jamaica second, and Britain third. Thanks, Adi, for your time. Also tonight, Benedict will see finals in the women's 400 meters heddles, 3,000 simple chase for men, 400 meters final for men, high jump and discus throw. But the competition, remember, climaxes on Sunday with major updates on our social media accounts. Our coverage here in Doha is sponsored by DBS Industries and Adonko. Over to you, Benedict, in studio. All right, so, George, thanks so much uh, for that uh, update uh, from the World Athletics Championship in Doha. Uh, George, with that uh, great interaction with Adi Adidoyan of the BBC, we we'll still have to stay with George because, yes, uh, on the BBC two-way uh, this week, he had a lovely chat with John Bennett of the BBC. For time, John, this weekend and the midweek European action has provided a lot of talking points heading into the international break after this weekend's round of matches, of course. So let's start with Tottenham Hotspur, who choked against Bayern Munich at home. It's clear something is wrong. What is Mauricio Pochettino doing wrong or his team doing wrong? Yeah, something is very wrong, I think, with Tottenham Hotspur at the moment. So many questions that remain unanswered. What's the issue? Is it players who want to leave? Is it a lack of energy from Maurizio Pochettino? Has he been there too long at Tottenham Hotspur? Have they reached their peak after getting to the Champions League final last season? Uh, Will the likes of Harry Kane be looking to move away if they don't start challenging for trophies? So it's just a negative atmosphere at the moment around Tottenham Hotspur. And I, th- I think it was a blip, the, the, the 7-2 against Bayern Munich. I don't think we should read too much into that. But at the same time, it was a capitulation. It just raises more and more questions. So it means that going into an international break now, Mauricio Pochettino has a chance to refresh things, recharge his batteries, 
you know get the players out of the building so that they can they can get refreshed as well even if they're going off on international duty a change of scenery but they have to go into the international break i think on the back of a positive performance on the back of a win and it's crucial that they beat brighton this weekend it's a massive game it's a must win i think for tottenham hotspur just to try to to start changing the atmosphere and the mood around the place Manchester United's performances are getting worse by the day and United fans here are running out of patience for Ligana Solskjaer at such an alarming rate. Well, John, has it become necessary at this stage for United to have a look again at the contract of Ligana Solskjaer? I don't think they're on the, the point of sacking Ligana Solskjaer, but he, he will soon have to start taking some of the blame. He's escaped a lot of the blame, hasn't he? People have pointed to Ed Woodward, the executive vice chairman, People have pointed to David Moyes, to Louis van Gaal, to Jose Mourinho, to poor recruitment, the, the lack of a director of football. But at some point, the blame will have to start being pointed at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer if performances don't improve because, you know, he has to get the best out of these players. Yes, the quality of the squad isn't good enough, but I don't think he's even getting the best out of, out of these players. And he's trying to get young players into the team, some of the, the more experienced players like Juan Mata are really underperforming at the moment. Nemanja Matic as well. It's a difficult situation for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. The interesting thing is, he's got a lot of friends in the media, hasn't he? Uh, the, the big media personalities in the UK, in the UK media, like Gary Neville, former teammates with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, friends with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Will they start criticising him if this continues? Because the performances are so, so poor. So it's Newcastle next against Manchester United. How do you expect them to cope after the exertions of the Europa League? Well, they need to improve massively. It was, it was a dreadful performance against AZ Alkmaar in the Europa League. It really was. They didn't have a single shot on target. They had a, a team that was worth over £200 million. So let's not forget that. This, these wasn't, there were some youngsters playing, but this wasn't you know, a team packed full of youngsters. David De Gea was in goal while Mata played, Matic played. So there, there are some talented players on that pitch and they should have performed so much better against AZ Alkmaar. No excuses now against Newcastle. Um, they have to perform better and Newcastle are at rock bottom in terms of confidence after their 5-0 defeat against Leicester. So United just have to start delivering now. Right, John, which games will you be watching this weekend and you expect will have an impact of a sort on the Premier League table before the players head into the international break? Yeah, the international break is huge, isn't it? This, this is sacking season now for managers, isn't it? This, this second international break. And there are a number of, number of managers under pressure. Steve Bruce at Newcastle, despite the fact he's only just taken the job, he is under pressure. Marco Silva at Everton, under massive pressure. They've lost three in a row. They take on Burnley away from home. They beat Burnley 5-1 at Turf Moor last season. But it is a very, very tough place to go. I'm going to be at this game. And Marco Silva... Is under huge pressure going into this international break. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Maurizio Pochettino, they all need wins going into this international break. And that's why it's going to be a fascinating weekend. And maybe, just maybe, one manager will lose his job during this international break. It's, it's a nervous time for bosses, this second international break. Now let's end in Spain. And there's a similar situation of distress for Real Madrid boss Zinedine Zidane. Now the 2-2 draw against Club Bruges, the performance of the star man on the pitch, coupled with his approach to the game, has certainly piled even more pressure on him. Can Zidane turn things around? Well, it, it seems to be 
from from one crisis to another at Real Madrid. But when you actually look at how well they're doing in the league, they're actually not doing too badly in in La Liga. Uh, you know, you look at the league table. Real Madrid are top seven games. They've won four. They've drawn three. Fifteen points. Uh, they've got uh, two more points than Barcelona. So it's not the, the big crisis that we've all been making out, but it was a poor performance first half against Club Bruges. They fought back second half. A lot of character was shown. Uh, the likes of Gareth Bale were rested, so he's going to be hopefully in top form going into this weekend, a game against Granada, who beat Barcelona a couple of weeks ago. You'd expect Real Madrid to, to beat Granada, but Granada have been in, in really good form. They're second in La Liga. They've won four games as well. They're only a point behind Real Madrid. At the Bernabeu, Real Madrid should win, but with this Real Madrid team, you, you just never know. There is pressure on Zinedine Zidane. At the moment, though, he's just able to keep his head above water, and hopefully he'll be able to do that again this weekend, because if he doesn't, again, it's going to be a very tough two weeks in this international break. So thanks so much to George Aldo Jr. and the BBC's uh, John Bennett for bringing us the BBC two-way this uh, week. And of course, uh, a lot uh, was said about Tottenham Hotspur, Manchester United. My colleague Bill Sean is in the studio with me. We'll look at uh, them as well. And uh, possibly maybe we'll take a look at what's happening, what's going to happen in Italy, as well as uh, the German Bundesliga and the French League on. But... Now, though, we have to turn our attention to Moses Yabua. Well, Moses has a wrap of everything to expect this weekend in the major European leagues. Title credentials of two Italian heavyweights will be examined on Sunday as Juventus travel to San Siro for a crucial clash with Serie A leaders Inter. This will be the 190th time the pair have faced each other in a meeting between two former Chelsea bosses, Antonio Conte and Maurizio Sarri. Elsewhere, Napoli travel to Torino and Genoa take on AC Milan. This weekend's big game in the Spanish La Liga sees fourth and sixth lock horns with both teams tied on 13 points each. Barcelona against Sevilla at the Camp Nou on Sunday brings together two high-scoring teams fighting towards the top of the table while still looking to find top gear after challenging start to the new season. Table toppers Real Madrid after Porsche winning the Champions League was Granada, with both teams eyeing their top spot with a win from this game. Bayern will hope to stretch their lead at the top of the Bundesliga table with a win at home to Hoffenheim this Saturday. On paper, based on current form, this game appears to be a mismatch. The task is made no easier for Hoffenheim considering that Bayern are currently enjoying a spell of excellent form. Dortmund will be aiming to propel themselves back up the table following consecutive Bundesliga draws as they travel to Freiburg and two of the Bundesliga's informed sides will collide in what promises to be a thrilling encounter when Bayer Leverkusen hosts RB Leipzig. In the French League, our Paris Saint-Germain face Angers. Few would have expected this to be such an important match in the early season title race, but with these teams sitting first and second in the table, it should be an intriguing fixture. All right, thank you very much, Moses, for the wrap of what you expect this weekend uh, in the major European leagues. Uh, Bill, uh, yeah, let's start. Of course, ordinarily, we'll start from England, but let, let's start from Italy. Big game we have this weekend. Inter Milan Juventus. Inter Milan going to this game, having won their last five games. And Juventus, of course, there is uh, Mauricio Sarri and Antonio Conte. How do you see this one? It's going to be, <clears throat> it's going to be definitely a very tough, exciting match between two potentially top two sides 
in the Serie A. Of course, uh, the return of Antonio Conte brought some form of joy because he is a Serie A winner in the league and he seems to be the only guy who can really compete with Juventus for the title with the side that he has assembled and of course he's showing it so far with that five straight wins in mm. the Serie A. He's a very dangerous foe for any side especially Juventus and they have to be on top form to try and beat Inter Milan. Call it. Which team is going to win? <laughs> it's, I think I think it will be a draw. I, I, I can't pick a side. I really can't pick so a side. So if you have invest, uh, investors, you say they, they should go for a draw? I would say a draw. Alright, okay. But I mean, yes, uh, there are other games there as well, but let's come to England. Tottenham Hotspur, what is happening to them? They, they go away to play against Brighton. Brighton a very boogie side, and th- they will be very tough for them. Yeah, it would be. Uh, considering what happened in the Champions League during the midweek, being at home and conceding seven is, is the most disgraceful <laughs> <laughs> a scoreline you can receive at your home, home ground. Bayern Munich really exposed the side. The only advantage of Tottenham right now is that their squad has more quality than that of Brighton. But with the, with that defeat, it would really impact negatively on the camp, on the squad. The you, quality is there and they are losing. Yes, and they are losing. So it will really impact on the morale of the squad in the team. And if Mauricio Pochettino can't get it right against Brighton, it will be a very major problem because there is international break coming up too. If they lose then it becomes a disaster. Could, could it be that uh, it's not the players, but is it your coach? Well, I think the Tottenham has really done well over the past few years. Mm. Mauricio Pochettino really tried to push them to a title. Two titles, in fact. But in the end, they fall short when they get to... The, uh, when they almost get to the promised land, they fall short. Mm. And I think that is impacting on the players. Now they are realizing that we might not be able to win anything. So and it's amazing when you watch them, the team that played in the finals of last season's UEFA Champions League and the yeah. team they are now. <laughs> it's really amazing when you watch Tottenham out there. But I mean, other big games uh, to look forward to. Liverpool are at home to uh, their former team, uh, the, their former manager, Brendan Rodgers, uh, Leicester City. Can they hold on? Liverpool have, have really shown that they have the heart of champions. So far this season, uh, they've been able to claim all the maximum points they are, they are supposed to claim in the Premier League so far. And it's, it's really impressive, you know. Uh, they are really making a push to try and win the league. I think they have what it takes for now uh, until anything happen, anything can happen at, at, during the course of the season. Pep Guardiola is a very formidable foe. So you think Liverpool, Liverpool will beat Leicester? I think they can, yes. I think they will beat a, Leicester. A draw against Izzy Akma, no shot on target, <laughs> an uninspiring performance for Manchester United. This weekend, they, they have an opportunity to turn things around against Newcastle United. Newcastle also a very uh, good side under Steve Bruce. They are playing some delightful football so far. Yeah. How, how do you see this going? Yeah, uh, first is first. A lot of people are calling... Oli- Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team... You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes 
Only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Can I still share fraud? I'm leaning towards it. <laughs> because when he came, even before he got a permanent contract, he was winning, winning, winning here and there, there and there. After PSG, they gave him the contract and now he can't even win an away game. Ten straight away games, six losses, four draws. Yeah, worst stats Since ever 1989. Yeah, 30 years now. Yes, wow. since 1989. That's, that's a very big gap. So, it's, it's really telling. Now, it would impact on the player's mentality. Now, they might think, Oh, we are going away again. We might not get a, a good result. We might get a draw or we might get a loss. And looking at a team like AZ Alkma hmm. from the Dutch league, a Dutch league, and you go there, you don't get a shot on target okay. with the players you have. It's, mm-hmm. it's embarrassing. For and of course, Frank Lampard is finally getting it right at Chelsea. Now they are grinding results in both the Premier League as well as the UEFA Champions League. This weekend, they play against Southampton. Yeah, uh, I, I, I see Frank Lampard to get a very good run of form because the fixtures that he has in the next five is okay. very favourable to mm. Chelsea. So I think so if think they get... They win the game. Yes, if, if right, they so get... Let's, win, let's keep it short and do it this way. So when I mention uh, the fixture, which team you think will win, you just give me Brighton, Tottenham. Tottenham. Norwich, Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Watford, Sheffield. Watford. Burnley, Everton. Everton. Liverpool, Leicester. Liverpool. West Ham, Crystal Palace. That's tough. West Ham. Southampton, Chelsea. Chelsea. City, Wolves. City Arsenal Bournemouth Arsenal Newcastle United <laughs> Newcastle <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Bill thanks so much for passing through so Thank that was a uh, my colleague yeah, thanks so much to you out there for doing the listening we are back same time next week another exciting edition of the program thanks so much to Moses Yabua for the production my name is Benedict Tosu enjoy the rest of your day I'm out don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.